in my biography I said that I borrowed a thriller from a work colleague which inspired me to write. What was it called and how did it inspire me? Uh, I actually didn't borrow it. Um, the colleague gave it to me for free after he finished reading it. It was uh, a thriller called Rainbow Six by Tom Clancy. Why did it inspire me to write? Well, it was complex. It was um, it was full of danger, full of intrigue, full of um, action. And uh, towards the end of it, I was a little bit disappointed with how how it finished. And so I said to myself, you know, I had this idea, a little bit better idea, I thought in my head, of how it should have ended. And I said to myself also, well, don't knock it till you've tried it. So... Uh, I did. I uh, got my first laptop maybe a week after it and then um, started writing. And the first book I wrote around 2000. It took me about a year or so and I kept going on from there and I, I kept writing. I kept writing more books and improving my craft and honing my craft and what have you. And so that's why it, that's why and how it inspired me. You achieved the grade F for English in your GCSEs, yet you managed to write and publish Dialects of Duty. What advice do you have for budding writers? Uh, I did achieve a grade of F, yeah. Um, but in fairness, going into my last year, or the day before I was supposed to go back, my sister, God rest her soul, she passed away and um, that kind of knocked me for six. So I really wasn't interested in... in, in tests or exams or school or anything like that, I just, I was trying to figure out how, how I was going to get on with my life, you know, after my sister passed away, so, um, what advice do I have for young budding writers, um, don't be afraid to make mistakes, uh, I'm part of a writing forum on the internet and a lot of the questions or a good few of the questions that I see are, you know, people coming on and saying, well, I'm, this is my first book and I'm trying to get it perfect and I want to um, get it published. And, you know, you don't put the card before the horse. You have to uh, hone your craft and, and you know, learn how to write, learn syntax, learn grammar, learn um, what genre, what's specific to your genre, what's not acceptable in your genre, what's... Um, you know, what's the proper way to do it, what's the proper way to write chapters, write, you know, how to write for an audience, for the audience that you want to write for. So my advice would be to don't seek perfection from the start because it's it's impossible. You can't you can't achieve perfection. Um if you go on to Amazon into any five star book, you'll find at least one rating of one or two stars because everyone's opinion differs and Perfection is not achievable in writing, so you need to just take your time, start writing, you know, get a couple of novels on your belt, get a couple of short stories on the belt, whatever it is you want to write, until you've come some way towards mastering the craft. That's what I'd say. If you could tell 13-year-old Dan that in 16 years' time he'd have a published novel, what do you think his reaction would be? <laughs> Uh, he would probably have me committed to a mental institution because um, 13 year old Dan had no interest at all in in writing. A little bit of interest in reading but no interest in writing so 
it was unthinkable that I would have gone down this avenue and, and became a published author and unthinkable it was it was not even you know possible in my mind but this had this happens you know things find you you don't find them kind of way so he would probably look at me with a great degree of skepticism I'll put it that way um what do you do to cure writer's block well there's a very simple answer for that I don't believe in writer's block I've never um, suffered it, don't know what it is, I don't know what the, um, I want to say fuss, but for lack of a better term, yeah, fuss, I don't know what the fuss is in relation to it, um, it's, it's a question that comes up often on the forum that I mentioned previously, there are people coming in saying, you know, got writer's block, don't know what to do, can't write, and my suggestion is that you need to sit down and write at least 500 words every day or write something every day and get yourself into a routine where by you write every day and you don't make excuses and when the writing's not coming you push through and you get at least maybe three four hundred words done and then you'll find that writing will become easier and it's giving you discipline the discipline it takes to to complete novels to write novels and to make an attempt at making a career out of it so I don't believe in it and um, I have made that point very very often that I don't believe in it um, what can we expect from the sequel to Derelicts and Judy you can expect a lot of, um, of violence that's a given that's the genre well not a lot but it, it does involve a lot of violence. <laughs> um, new characters, new villains, a lot more is going on this time around in First Strike. That's the, that's the sequel to Derelict of Judy. Um, there's, um, there's a few more characters, a few more bodies. Uh, there's a bit of resolution for Carlos and Gail. They're now running the two teams of Strike Force. They're um, embarking on missions and what have you, and um, there's a huge, well, large chunk of the main story dedicated to um, two brothers, Matthew and Joseph Reed, uh, the sons of Jack Reed, who was one of the main characters in the first novel. A lot of it takes place around, in and around the environment of school. Bit of a love story going on there. A bit of a you know your typical high school setting, angst and popularity battles and that kind of thing. Um, and to cap it all off, there's uh, the threat of thermonuclear war. So just a bit happening in the sequel, but hopefully it it uh, people will enjoy it. Describe the Alex and Judy in five words. Wow. The elevator pitch, huh? Um, action, action and more action. <laughs> um, it's pretty much what I would want to read in a novel. In that genre. You know, unputdownable, you know, page toning. Can't stop reading. Every page is as, as suspenseful as the one that came before it. 
you know, chapter endings on, on cliffhangers and what have you. And uh, that's a bit the way, I, that's, uh, that's a hell of a lot more than five words, but that's how I would describe it. Uh, what inspired me to write Derelicts of Duty? A lot of things. Um, I started watching action films when I was uh, 12. I watched um, Die Hard, the first Die Hard. I, wasn't, I shouldn't have been allowed to watch it, but my brother uh, got a copy of it. And I watched it, fell in love with the genre. It inspired me along with um, books, Tom Clancy, Robert Ludlum. I would consider my work an homage to, to Tom Clancy and Robert Ludlum. Um, my mother bought me a uh, PlayStation when I was about 14, 15. So playing a few games on it um, would have been a big inspiration back in 2000 when I wrote the first draft of Derelicts of Judy. Um, and uh, that would be that would be my inspiration. I would say reading and films, TV shows, and a couple of games. Can I give a brief synopsis of Dereliction of Duty? Um, it centers around a man called Troy Davies, a deep cover agent for the FBI. He's been in Russia for the last eighteen months, and um, trying to trying to get uh, proof that that. Pavel Kirov is a a Russian arms dealer when he just he claims to be a, a car salesman. So this this guy is a is a master a master terrorist, and um, but nobody's ever been able to find anything incriminating on him. So they send this Davies character in to find something on him, and what he actually uncovers is a plot to attack a top secret uh, weapons facility in New York. So. He has to get war back to his superiors, but the problem is that, you know, having spent so much time on the cover, he's slightly paranoid, and when he gets back to America, and back to LaGuardia Airport in New York, you know, he sees the, um, the plainclothes FBI agents, and he panics, and he opens fire, and the story basically goes from there. His, his struggle to find someone to give this this you know unbelievable information to and you know trying to figure out what how to stop these terrorists and then it involves a couple of uh, soldiers two marines from uh, who were in duty in Afghanistan they're pulled from duty and um, can't understand why seems to be a, a seer training exercise that's a military training exercise with it to train you how to survive torture and you know, resist resist torture and escape from places and survive. So they don't know what's going on. And then there's two computer programmers in a firm in New York who don't know what's going on either, but they are going to play a huge role in this. And basically, it's basically, you know, can they save the world in time or can they save this, this establishment in time? So that's the synopsis. That's for Dereliction of Duty. A book of this calibre must require a lot of research. How much research did you do and how much in the book is purely fantasy? How much research did I do? Wow. Um, about six months worth. Um, pretty much everything you will read with the exception of uh, the Atarik building, um, the, uh, the 
the FEMA building in Hunters Point and the, the FEMA building in the Carrick building and um, Harvey Point I think everything but that is is uh, made up sorry everything but that is true and um, the rest of it is all is, is made up but um, it does require a lot of research there's a lot goes into it um, a lot of uh, military military questions that I needed to answer and I can I'm indebted greatly to a friend who wishes to remain nameless uh, former army soldier back in Vietnam a brilliant man you know couldn't couldn't help me enough in, in terms of questions that I had had to ask and uh, so yes a lot of research and only a couple of things that aren't real so yes you say you want to write a book based in your hometown what would it be about yes I do I, I really really want to write a book in my hometown I've actually started work on it Um, what would it be about it would be a horror story Um, it's about the British Army they've left Cross Midland which is my hometown they've left it for a couple of years but they didn't remove all of the, the their gear from from their barracks in Cross Midland and there was a certain certain uh call it a drug that they were working on which would boost soldiers um stamina, endurance, um, you know all levels to try to make them to try to make kind of like a super soldier so um that's what it would be about. It would be about this virus actually coming into contact with with an animal, a dog, and it's spreading through the through from animal to animal and person to person, and then the town being overrun by these these uh, these creatures, which can regenerate themselves because the the drug was 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 created to to allow quick regeneration of of um, of cells and blood and and body parts, and so. These these creatures really can't be killed, and it's about these two brothers who uh, come home from a stag night in Dublin, and are trying to figure out a way to um, to survive first of all, and then to to uh, manage to kill these things. So that's what it be what it be what it would be about. If I could write a book with anyone, who would that be with, and what would you write it about? Uh, that would be with Tom Clancy. Uh, the master himself and what it would be about well he would make the decision not me because he's he's a bit more experienced in terms of writing books than I am so I would defer to his grand knowledge on writing so but it would be it would be an absolute privilege to um to write a book with Tom Clancy so thank you for listening and uh, I hope this was uh, an informative interview thank you